I am Chris Michaels. You are a listener, and this is the Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels. That's right. I'm going to do another word of the day, and this word is going to be lugubrious, which means dismal, mournful, gloomy, especially in an exaggerated manner. Hillary Clinton was lugubrious about the 2016 election results, and she is not doing anybody any favors. When she went on MSNBC's Rachel Maddow show, yes, that's right, Rachel Maddow decided to stop fishing for a few minutes and do her miserable show to promote Democrat propaganda over there on her stupid network. And Hillary Clinton was on there. She's all smiles because of what happened in Atlanta with these indictments against Donald Trump. And she says that Trump's indictments represent a terrible moment for America and that the only satisfaction may be that the system is working. Um, Since when? Since when? Because the Democrats... For six years, five, whatever it is now, they have gone against Trump and denied the election results all throughout Trump's administration. But if Trump dares to question the validity of mail-in ballots or the validity of electronic voting, being that the servers are in foreign countries, despite the fact that they were marketed to all of these states as not being allowed to get hooked up to the interwebs to transfer the data, yet they are, then Trump is a fascist, and he is going against the pillars of this democracy in the United States, and clearly he and his allies are part of a criminal enterprise that must be rounded up and locked away so that this country never sees them Ever again, but it gets a little awkward on Rachel Maddow's show when she's not clam diving. She said, Rachel Maddow, I am going to be embarrassed. Rachel Maddow said, if bad actors tell us falsely that every election is stolen and that the only way an election is trustworthy is that if they came out on top of it, it tells you something not just about that person. But it wounds us as a democracy in a way that's hard to repair. Ooh, I bet this is the last time Hillary Clinton is going to show up on Rachel Maddow's show because that's exactly what Hillary Clinton has been doing ever since 2016. She has denied this election. Every single Democrat has denied the results of the Trump win. That it is impossible to deny. All you have to do is go over to X or Twitter... And you can see minutes upon minutes of all of these Democrats coming out there denying the election results of 2016. Oh, but they can do it because they're going on MSNBC and CNN and they're all Democrats. So this is perfectly fine for all of them. But as soon as you get somebody with legitimate concerns for somebody winning an election like Donald Trump, then forget about it. They're not part of the club. You can't have somebody like Donald Trump be a president again. I mean, there was one mistake back in 2016, but not anymore. We can't tolerate this. So this is just one of the next steps that we're going to have to deal with. Because to say that January 6th or the election itself is something legitimate— is nonsense. There are plenty of little idiosyncrasies all across 
those two narratives that should make anybody question anything the mainstream media tells us about it. And this is something that I didn't know, but uh, I think it was the Gateway Pundit that got uh, all of this. No, Epic TV, sorry, uh, that got a lot of the footage. The Epic Times has obtained 65 video clips from the U.S. Capitol Police CCTV database, 64 clips are pending. However, they did come up with a little bit of a summary. You can go over to Zero Hedge to look at that. Uh, Also, you can go to Epic Times. Joseph Hannerman, or Hanneman, uh, wrote this article, and uh, they did try, try to conglomerate all the data. Number one, large crowds had already gathered near the west front of the U.S. Capitol well before Trump finished speaking at the Ellipse. Okay, so why are there crowds in front of the U.S. Capitol unless they were told to be there ahead of time? Almost like the rabble rally that wandered around the Capitol was orchestrated. Benjamin Phillips collapsed away from the surging crowd well before police began using explosive munitions on the crowd. Okay, that's something to keep in mind. Video from the south end of the West Plaza shows Capitol Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick and a police officer nearby spraying large amounts of pepper spray. The two defendants convicted in his assault with pepper spray say the video was never disclosed by prosecutors. Now, this is somebody that's interesting. Pink Beret directed protesters in the Capitol and personally led one January 6th defendant into the Capitol Visitor Center. So I this is something that I never knew about. I never knew about this chick in a pink beret. I mean, she looks absolutely ridiculous because she was in high heels, designer clothes, was touting a Dolce and Gabbana handbag with a designer beret. It is a pink beret that is going over her left eye pretty much. And if you care to hear what is in the background, that is uh, Chi-Chi, the program observer, chiming in. I'm not sure if you can hear it on the mic, but she is here. Uh, cheering me along as I go through this, it's clear that the pink beret was on a mission, says Neely's attorney, Kira West. Neely being Daryl Neely, who uh, was one of the January 6th defendants, uh, was on a mission to get to the Capitol as quickly as possible and to be one of the first to get there. Oh, we know this because she ran across grass in heels. So who funded this person? Two years later, the FBI identified her as Jennifer Inzunza Vargas Geller. And Ms. Geller was seen with a capital vis- in the Capitol Visitor Center with Neely. At one point, surveillance video shows she removed her beret, ducked down to hide herself, and ran up the escalator. Neely kept looking for her, not realizing she had ditched him. And they also ultimately determined... That the Gellers, her and her husband, Spencer Sidney Geller, are in Thailand with a 10-month-old daughter, and the FBI has done nothing to get these two arrested and extradited back to the United States to face trial for what they've done. In these videos, you could see this woman looking like a typical propagandist and fifth columnist. She's in a white jacket. A br- it's not bright, but it is a pink beret. It is extremely noticeable. And she is in black gloves, so no fingerprints. And she is directing people. She's clearly visible. Somebody like this is there to mark out a symbol. So in other words, 
if you see Pink Beret Chick, then you know what you've got to do. You've got to follow her. She is one of us. She is working for XYZ Agency. So it's just more nonsense that people refuse to acknowledge when it comes to January 6th and what actually went on. Is she a contractor? Is she a 1099 for, I don't know, the FBI, the CIA, so on and so forth? I would sooner suspect the FBI, uh, not the FBI, the CIA, if they're miraculously living in Thailand, right? How could somebody that's in January 6th in designer clothes, one, be part of a MAGA crowd person because she doesn't look MAGA. She's got bright pink eyeliner, not eyeliner, but uh, I guess the eyeshadow uh, on her. And uh, she's waving around what looks like to be a little baton. And No, this person is not part of a MAGA crowd. She's not part of the rabble rally. She's an operative. But for who? And why did she end up in Thailand, of all places, when we know Thailand has a massive sex industry? This person seems like a contractor for a foreign agency, if not the CIA, involved in God knows what. And she was there to do a job. And the FBI... Uh, or anybody on the American side, they don't care about this because that's what they wanted. They wanted the January 6th outcome because they wanted Trump out of the way. And Politico is doing all of, not all, but a lot of the work, right? They're coming out with all of these articles now. Uh, Trump allies charged with racketeering scheme over bid to subvert election in Georgia. Uh, yeah, the former president and 18 allies were indicted for what prosecutors described as a wide-ranging criminal enterprise. Was it? Was it really? So the first thing you have to know is that the person writing this article, Kyle Cheney, is a sniveling, gut-sucking little loser that grew up in New York City. In other words, he is a dyed-in-the-wool Democrat propagandist portraying himself as a legitimate journalist. And if you do any sort of research into, the, into his background, he's a New York native, graduated from Boston University with a journalism degree, and also... Uh, contributes to MSNBC and CNN. So right there, and that's all you need to know, is that this person is as biased as the day is long, but he's trying to portray himself as an unbiased journalist. A grand jury in Georgia has indicted former President Trump and 18 allies for racketeering uh, Fulton County DA Fannie Willis leveled the charges Monday night after a two-year investigation uh, and also tagged Trump with allegations that he conspired to derail the Electoral College process, marshaled the Justice Department to bolster his scheme, pressured Georgia officials to undo the election result, and repeatedly lied about fraud allegations to ratchet up pressure. So the first thing, the second thing now that we have to know about Mr. Cheney is that he does not believe in the Oxford comma, so I suggest that his journalism degree be given back uh, because he needs to learn syntax and how to write once more. So this article that he writes is out there, and it's basically this puff piece. They, he doesn't do anything to counter the narrative that Georgia is putting out there, that Fannie Willis is putting out there, because this is a typical propagandist technique. 
whatever the Democrats say, whatever the rollover Republicans say that promotes the narrative that the political class wants the public to see will be portrayed in articles unquestioningly. They will say whatever the accusations are, right? This is how this propagandic, propagandistic nonsense works time and again. At least he got the allegations correct. Trump's bid to assemble false slates of presidential electors to foment a controversy aimed at derailing the transfer of power. No, that's not really what happened. Mike Roman, a Trump campaign aide involved, was among these charged. A pressure campaign by Trump, Giuliani, Eastman, and others aimed at Georgia officials with responsibilities for certifying the presidential election. Okay, so if you are trying to say that there are people involved with the certification of the election and those individuals happen to be compromised or may know about some kind of fraud or corruption in the electoral process— then that is not a pressure campaign. That is calling them out on their own criminal enterprise to make sure that Donald Trump does not get the votes that he more than likely got or fudge the vote for Biden so that Biden gets more votes than he really got. Next, the filing of false claims of a ballot fraud in court documents associated with a last-ditch lawsuit by Trump to upend the results in Georgia. Asking for an audit, forcing these people to validate the ballots is not a last-ditch lawsuit to upend the results. It's not upending results when you have massive voter fraud and massive ballot discrepancies. Next, a breach of sensitive election equipment by Trump-aligned officials in Coffee County, Georgia. Kathleen Latham, one of Trump's false electors, was charged for her role in this effort. Next, a campaign of harassment and false claims against Ruby Freeman, an election worker who became the target of pro-Trump conspiracy theories about voter fraud. Okay, so Ruby Freeman, because I did a podcast about her long ago, her and her daughter are seen on video manipulating ballots and putting the same ballots through the election machines, the, the electronic voting machines, to gin up the Biden vote. That is not a pro-Trump conspiracy theory. That is fact, because the last time I checked on this, they were recorded on video doing it. And so the attorney general in Georgia doesn't see that this is a problem, despite the video evidence. But being that it's Trump calling these people out, then we've got a massive issue here. And... We need to stop this. She also charged Miss Willis, Trump and Eastman with orchestrating a pressure campaign against former Vice President Mike Pence to single-handedly overturn the election on January 6th when Congress met to count electoral college ballots. Okay, that once again is not overturning the electoral college ballots when there is election fraud, when there is a massive, massive discrepancy in battleground states, in battleground counties across the country, and they all stop voting 
uh, or counting the ballots election night. And miraculously, Biden wins the election in all of the battleground states and all the battleground counties at 3 a.m. the day after Election Day. Um, What? How come nobody can question that? Oh, and by the way, 100% in some cases of the mail-in ballots that were miraculously dumped at 3 a.m. all went to Joseph Biden? None went to Donald Trump? None? Come on. It is outrageous that these people and this moron, Kyle Cheney, writes an article like this without even the simplest of analysis or even the slightest investigation of the claims that the Trump team had made, nor does he look at any of the video evidence of what went on with Ruby Freeman and her dumb daughter. How could they do this? How could he portray himself as a journalist? I'm here to make sure everyone's stories are told and we get a fair and balanced view of what happens in America. Yes, and then he continues with this article. On and on he goes about how brave Miss Willis is and her investigation into what's going on with Trump. And she is going to be, you know, he just has a wet dream all over this article that I can't even go on with. Um, so just remember, the mainstream media's outlets, they know what the narrative is going to be. And these indictments, don't think they're over, because I wouldn't be surprised if there is at least two more indictments coming down. Don't think that these indictments, one, will actually stick. Because if you look at this stuff, and if you read what's going on, it's almost impossible for them to stick after an appeal. So what they're aiming for is to stymie Donald Trump. They want to put up roadblocks Every step of the way, especially in 2024, when Trump has to fundraise, has to go to rallies, maybe even a debate or two, and they want the mainstream media to run with the guilty charges, despite the fact that he could appeal and probably win every single one. They want the optics. They want Trump's mugshot out there. They want the headlines that Trump has been indicted and charged and found guilty on blah, 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 blah. Right? But they don't want you to realize that on appeal, all of this stuff will probably go away. And being that he is getting pounded day in and day out with these indictments, the appeals process is going to take well into 2024, possibly even to 2025. Ultimately, he'll be free and clear, but that's not what they care about. They care about interfering in an election. They care about the optics. Now, what they don't realize is that all of these indictments are going to go against them. And, by the way, you have a lot of purple Democrats, meaning Democrats that are basically, they have their seats in an essentially Republican uh, area district those guys are in trouble because the republicans in those districts realize the nonsense that's going on here with these democrats and also the rollover republicans like the governor of georgia itself they're in trouble and mccarthy he's in trouble mark my words mccarthy is in trouble because just because you can tweet 
and come out with press statements about your outrage that Donald Trump is uh, indicted again. If you don't do anything about it, you are just as bad as any frothing Democrat. So these people, all of these electorates, all of the people that actually vote in primaries and they actually care about this country need to realize that the Republican uh, Party is compromised with people like McCarthy and the governor of Georgia and the McCain Republicans in Arizona. All of them have to go. They're all on the same side with the Democrats. And the more that these indictments come out for Trump, the more Trump is going to gain support. And then the Republican Party is really going to be in hot water because all of the old guard, like Mitch McConnell, they're all going to be kicked out of the party, thankfully. And then they're going to have a huge problem over the next decade because MAGA Trump Republicans are going to take over. So that's going to be it for me. This is the Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels. You know what to do. Like me, find me, share me. And I appreciate all of that that you do. Once again, today's word of the day, lugubrious, dismal, mournful, glooming, so on and so forth. So if you see somebody, maybe a morose teenager or a Hillary Clinton supporter, just call them lugubrious and watch how they don't even know what the word means. But you do because you listen to me. You're a brilliant, lovable fuzzball, just like myself. And you are more than capable of critical thinking and putting sentences together with Oxford commas. Until tomorrow, thank you very much. Please remember to share.